Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. one 1170 is the open line number. Gee, there's a lot going on in the world of cricket. A lot's been happening and a lot's still ahead of us. I'm pleased to say that Ian Smith is on the line from New Zealand. Smithy, it's great to have you back. I'm sure I'm not the first and won't be the last to say, gee, we love the commentary throughout the ODI World Cup, mate. What a trip it must have been for you on a professional sense and on a cricketing sense. Matty, was, uh, uh, thanks very much for your call too, by the way, uh, and uh, hello to all your listeners. Uh, it was a, uh, It's a bit hard when you're 66 years of age to say it was the time of your lifetime, but uh, to be fair, it was right up there. Uh, I, I, I did really, um, I jumped at the opportunity. I hadn't been there for 20 years, and I just was amazed at how India itself as a country had gone forward in that time and in terms of travel um, hotels, you know, cricket grounds, facilities, etc. I, I just, I was quite amazed. And then, of course, you get to the World Cup proper itself, and uh, there was some um, some amazing cricket played. Uh, and you know, it's very easy to say in hindsight, but I, I always kind of figured that once you got your campaign back on track, Australia, I'm talking about here, I thought you're probably the only team that could beat India, and that was quite a long way out. So. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a, a hell of a time, to be honest. And, and you know, you're mixing with, with former players, fellow commentators, etc., getting different perspectives. It, was, it flew by, actually, 50-odd days in India. It didn't used to fly by. It did this time. Yeah, exactly. I read your article that's on the SEN website and I urge our listeners to do so because you piece that together there and you talk about the 53 days of being there and, and the last person that you saw before you leave the country is a, a customs officer in immigration and you stand there and talk cricket. I mean, that's not what you normally do at customs, mate. You normally get shoved all the way through or completely, you know, just hurry up and get out of here. But that's the kind of the kind of country that you're in. But the experience that that you had and what you saw in particular on an Australian sense. And, and you've made it clear there that you think that Australia were the only ones who could have knocked over India, and that's the way that it played out. Did you see a team from Australia that was building momentum and working out how to win a tournament versus a team that goes out trying to win a match? Because it, it seemed to me as though they had the long game in mind the whole way throughout that one-day International World Cup. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I think you make a point, but I don't think you expected or anyone expected them to be 0-2 um, after the first two games. And uh, I thought, uh, well, I looked at them from the outside and I, having commentated Australia uh, for quite a period of time now, I just, you, you pick up on body language and, and the first two games, they looked a bit flat. They looked a bit tired. They'd had a hell of a campaign going into it. And I was a bit worried from their point of view at that, at that particular uh, juncture of the competition, I thought this this is a side that, although it's got a wealth of experience, it's got a number of players in there who know how to win World Cups, I wonder if they're up for it. I, I just wonder if they're up for it. And one of the great uh, telling points is when you see a side uh, in the field uh, and you, you see them flat in the field, you see the body language and you see them dropping catches and that, that's not the Australian way. But that was what it was in the first two games. Uh, I caught up with them for the first time in person when they were on show 
Um, admittedly, uh, it was against uh, Sri Lanka and it was uh, at Lucknow and Sri Lanka weren't playing that well. And I kind of sense that that was quite a big day for them because they normally would bully uh, Sri Lanka in, the mo- in, in most days uh, in a World Cup and they did. They got their act together. Uh, they fielded like troopers and unbelievably it was David Warner that led it. Um, they took some amazing catches and you could just see from that, I don't know if that was a turning point, but it was certainly... Uh, t- gave everyone in, a, in the tournament just an indication that we better not forget them. Yeah, you could definitely tell the the change in body language and also the way that they wanted to push teams around from from that match as well. And I was watching that match at the same time, mate, and I was like, well, hang on a second, everything's changing here. They're they're being really aggressive on that. And then we get to the final. So did you did you also wonder if India and this has been you know, dissected at length, Smithy. Did you wonder if India had played their grand final before they got to the grand final? Look, in a competition that long, you know, it's got to be a day when you're not at your very best. And, you know, they'd played some hell of a good cricket under pressure, under duress. It's such a such a hard thing to do to be an Indian cricketer. It, get, it comes with all the great bells and whistles and a lot of money, etc. But to live the life and to have and, and on a daily basis have the expectation that you've got to play well and do brilliantly, um, you know, I, I think at some point it just had to catch them. But unfortunately for them, it just uh, became too much right at the very end. They played some great cricket. They were, you know, they, uh, there was a reason they were the, fi- the favourites going into the final because they deserved to be. Uh, they'd beaten up on everyone quite considerably. They'd done us twice. Um, they beat you um, in the first game of the competition to get themselves up and running and, and they really hadn't looked back and the, the only problem that they had they played so well at a number of uh, key positions like six and seven and eight hadn't to do hadn't had to do any batting uh, and so they'd left themselves short in that area and as soon as it became evident that someone could put some pressure on them and the best way to do that was to get early wickets that, then you, you have to ask those guys to do things they hadn't done in the tournament and they couldn't do it so Australia had a game plan um, I think, which was very clever. I mean, most Australian sides, Matty, as you know, uh, will bat first if they win a toss on a sunny day anywhere, let alone India. They'll bat first. Uh, they bowl first, which was a bit of a shock to a lot of people in the commentary box. Um, probably as a shock to India as well. Uh, they asked India to get out there and, um, you know, they took those early wickets. And at that point, once they got a snuff, a side that wins five World Cups and now six are not going to let that go. And they, they were brilliant. They, their, their match plan was brilliant. Their execution of their match plan was brilliant. A lot of talk about Travis Head, but there was a hell of a lot of damage done before he got there. You've seen some things in your cricketing time, mate, in your sporting sporting time, but what about Glenn Maxwell? He's done it again overnight as well with another rapid-fire yeah. 100, <laughs> and, he's, and he's done it the way that Glenn Maxwell does it. But, I mean, how on earth do you – and you did it so well, but how on earth do you put it all into perspective, into words of what – Glenn Maxwell is capable of and has now and has been and continues to deliver? We were looking, um, Matty, that was 7 for 91 when this all started to unfold and Maxwell had been at the crease and lost a couple of partners already. And this is Afghanistan, for goodness sake, in a World Cup. And Afghanistan had played some good cricket. And here we were probably looking at the biggest, the biggest upset in the tournament because the way that Australia had started to play and the way Afghanistan were beating up on them, I mean, 7 for 91, that was the, they were looking at a hiding, not just a beating, a hiding. Uh, so when Maxwell took over and I, he just threw caution to the win, I think he got put down 
um, at backward square leg, a very simple catch. Uh, I think if that had been taken, Australia were toast and Afghanistan would have won. And I think he just thought, there's a look on his face as if to say, hell, really? This may well be my day. And then he started and then, of course, he ran out of gas. Um, you know, a number of times uh, umpires must have considered saying this can't continue. Uh, we've got to get this game over at some point. And, uh, you know, they, they looked at him and on the, on the ground and we were just uh, looking upstairs thinking, well, you know, he's going to hit one up on the air and he's going to get caught shortly. And I, I was working with uh, five Australian commentators and they'd seen Glenn Maxwell do lots of amazing things, but not this. Not this when you've got no legs, when you've got no hitting platform, you've got no power to hit from, when you just use absolute um, audacity, really, uh, thrown in with an amazing hand-eye coordination to do what he did. Um, and, you know, uh, we got to the point in the com box when I think Australia still needed 100 to win, and we could just see Afghanistan, out the window Afghanistan, uh, had run out of ideas. Maxwell had hit them and Cummins had defended them to a point where they just had no idea how they were going to get Maxwell out and stop him winning the game. So at 100, you know, with 100 to win, we thought Australia were favourites. They shouldn't have been, but they were, and he just continued to do it. And the fact that he won it with an amazing shot uh, was of no great surprise. I mean, uh, uh, but to call it, to be there, watch it out the window, watch it unfold, uh, was, was, you know, one of my great memories of cricket, I've got to say. Uh, it's awesome, mate. The, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up just hearing you recap that. It's just one of those incredible moments. All that, Smithy, in the, the full-blown summer of cricket is yet to begin. Your mob are um, currently against Bangladesh and Australia trying to work out what happens life after Davey Warner. But we'll park that and have a discussion on that a little bit later on. Wanted to say congratulations. Wanted to catch up with you and, and get your thoughts. And um, I'm, I'm glad that you're back home, mate. And we appreciate your time again this morning. Appreciate it, Matty, and um, I'll be a little bit closer than you think coming up, so I'm going to spend a bit of time uh, with the SEN commentary team throughout the summer and a bit of time on Fox as well, so uh, it won't have to be a, a high-priced overseas price phone call anymore. We can almost <laughs> do it domestically. <laughs> well, what is a domestic call worth <laughs> these days? Bugger if I know. Good on you, well, mate. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> cheers, Matty. All the best, mate.